Welcome everyone to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show. On today's episode, we talk about the battle for QB1 between Nico and Garrett Green. Eric Stevenson joins the show next week, and we have a big announcement at the end of the episode. All ahead on the Ryan and Rush Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, we're 79 days out from when we play Penn State on NBC primetime Saturday night, 730. And heading into camp this year, things are starting to ramp up. It looks like Garrett Green is going to be the QB1 for the West Virginia Mountaineers. A lot of controversy, especially during the spring game, of if it was going to be Nico Marquio. Mark Hill or Garrett Green, it looks like after the spring game, people are pretty confident with Garrett Green being QB1, especially with his experience. I know this episode, we kind of want to make the um, case for each guy to be the starter uh, mm-hmm. breakdown because they are two different types of quarterbacks. So starting with Garrett Green, probably the presumed QB1, the most, the one with the most game experience, probably the most, um, the way he plays college style quarterback. What are your thoughts on Garrett Green heading into this season, Ryan? I love Garrett Green. I think he's a complete gamer, and I think we saw that the last three games of the season when he, he led us to the Oklahoma win for the first time in the Big 12 era since we joined in 2012. I thought he was really good in the Oklahoma State game as well, and he gives us another dimension with his legs. He makes you play true 11-on-11 11 11 football because you got to account for the quarterback running, and I think the way that we want to play football, running the ball, getting to our – uh, the ball to our backs in space. I think he probably best equips to that style of play. Um, and, and he's more of a veteran. He's been in this program. This will be his fourth year. He set out the COVID year and then he got spot starter spot playing time in 2021 and 2022 behind Daggy and uh, JT Daniels. So I think he's paid his dues. He's in the system for the fourth year, like I said, and, and the time is now for Garrett Green. I, I I agree with you. It is I, I feel pretty confident with Garrett Green going into week one. And I know we've talked about this on previous shows before, but kind of looking into what the offense is going to look like this year is is we talked about it needs to be a very game management type of offense. It um very run first, especially with you know CJ Donaldson um back there. And you know, obviously you're going to have to pass the ball and kind of running that more out of play action. But what's nice, what Garrett Green really offers is the ability to, I mean, we've seen it, you know, and actually both Oklahoma games from when he, you know, took over from Daggy and um, um, last year when, when we finally beat Oklahoma, it's just his ability to just see the hole and, and just go for it. Um, and, you know, that, that creates a lot of, that can create havoc on defenses. You don't know whether to spy, you don't know how many to keep on the box. You know, you have to, you know, cover everyone all the receivers, running backs, tight ends who are going out, but you cover too many. And the next thing you know, he's taking off and he provides that depth for the Mountaineers. That's very, I guess, refreshing. We haven't seen it, you know, in a while, I would say probably since Skylar Howard, we haven't seen that type of, and he's better, I think, uh, in terms of being able to make something happen than Skylar, you know, but Skylar, one of those guys that very underappreciated at the time, but kind of that similar style that we haven't seen since then. Um, concerns about Garrett green is we, we we've seen him in relief a lot or him come to yeah. play when 
maybe it doesn't matter as much. And there is something, especially with the the sports psychology of it, when you kind of know you have nothing to lose, you're you're more willing to kind of go to like you know balls to the wall and go out there. This is definitely the first time we're going to see him in this dynamic as the the QB one starter day one for West Virginia. So we need to see when there is a season on the line, when there is Neil Brown's coaching job on the line, when there's kind of this whole culture of West Virginia, you know, sports fans, football fans that are, you know, trying, you know, ready for the team to return to its glory days. There's a lot that comes with that pressure. So how he responds to that and Hey, we've seen a play, you know, just go out, keep, keep with that same mindset, but it's a lot harder said than done knowing that you kind of have this, this weight on you than in the past. So definitely with, with, you know, we're calling it the war against Pennsylvania, Penn state, Duquesne and and Pitt, especially that Pitt game, Ryan, a a lot of Mm -hmm. pressure on Garrett green. Yeah. And I would say probably one of the biggest cons of the case for Garrett green is his size. He's under six feet Mm -hmm. and we haven't really seen him as a true passer at the, at the college level. They, they got down big kind of against K state in one of his three games that he played at the end of the year. And he threw two interceptions. So if he's able and they're able to stay on schedule, keep the game within one possession, like the Oklahoma or Oklahoma state game where they just punch Oklahoma state in the mouth from the beginning and able to play that game managing uh, time of possession uh, style of play. Garrett Green is definitely the better suited quarterback. But if you fall down 14 nothing, 24 7, and you're having to throw the ball to make a comeback, especially there's a lot of question marks on the outside at the receiver position. We lost a lot there. Um, I, I, I think that would probably be the biggest knock on Garrett Green is his size and his unproven ability to uh, pass consistently at the college level, power five level, that is. Hello, Rambling Rush here. And we'll take you back to your episode momentarily. The Ryan and Rush show is on its way to monetization and we need your help. Please subscribe to our show if you haven't yet and let your friends know all about it. The Ryan and Rush show is your source for West Virginia sports. And our goal is to make this our full-time job and to give you the best news and analysis available. Again, that's the Ryan and Rush show. Please subscribe today and share with all your friends. Now back to the episode. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you kind of fall into those holes, right, you get into, Oh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, you see it in baseball, right? A baseball team might be down four runs and a coach is constantly reminding a baseball team. Well, you can't hit a four run hole. Like you, you got to just, you start out, you know, chipping away and you're right. Bringing up the Kansas state game is you can't score 14, 21 points on one throw. Right. So it's not trying to do more than you're capable of doing. It's, it's, it's keeping it simple and doing what you're good at and, and relying on your other teammates who he is surrounded, right? The uh, offensive line. And, you know, we'll, you know, in the summer go more in depth about each position group or start kind of starting it off with the quarterback uh, uh, room, especially uh, Garrett and Nico, but it it's being able to rely on the teammates. And because he is a dual threat, not being like, I have to do it all myself. So definitely a big um, from a psychology and, and being able to kind of, bring himself down and do what he's capable of, uh, you know, something we haven't seen him do yet, but we have to rely on him to do it uh, this time around to start the season. But let me ask you a quick question is a lot of, and I I know you're not saying that this person is this person, but if you look Mm -hmm. at any, like another quarter, let's say the NFL, right? 
Do you see yeah. any of that type of, of NFL quarterback that's kind of like, oh, Garrett Green kind of reminds me of this guy in, in terms of the style of play? I would go to a guy that was just in the XFL and he played at Old Dominion. I would go like a Taylor Heineke where he's no. an undersized guy. It's it's not sexy, but he's just – at the end of the game, his stats aren't great, but it, he finds a way to put you in a position to win in. Just a complete gamer and badass. It, like makes winning plays. Um, like you said, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma game, how many times? Third and one, third and two, fourth, fourth and one. Was he able to just find the hole, get the necessary yards, move the chains, extend drives? I th- I think that's yeah. that's kind of just what he is. He's it's not gonna always be pretty. It's it's not gonna be uh the Patrick Mahomeses or or these other like Caleb Williams at USC at the college level or Drake May at UNC. It's not gonna be a six foot five, six foot six guy that the ball just comes right off his fingertips and you're like, whoa, that guy's a pro. This guy, he's he's a college. So that's that's kind of the style, kind of like the way Kansas State wants to play. That's what I keep coming back to, circling back, is we need to play like Kansas State. Hit teams in the mouth, win in the trenches, and that'll mm-hmm. open up the passing game. And, 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 and we did that in the two Oklahoma games because I'm looking at the stats right now. He rushed uh, against Oklahoma, 14 carries for 119. Uh, against Oklahoma State, not as many carries, but he rushed for 50 yards on six carries. I think that 10 to 12 rushings, attempts to go along with the talented backs sets up a uh, nice balance with the passing attack too. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more now shifting the conversation to a completely, maybe not completely, but a different style of quarterback in Nico who who will be probably QB two to start. I, I see Nico coming in this season. It's three ways. One, obviously Garrett green's not producing two. And, and, a couple of these can be right at the same time. It's not, or it might be, yeah. and, and, or, um, two is obviously with the style of play Garrett green, you know, has injuries are a thing. Of course, we not, not even if it's our worst enemy opponent that we're playing against, of course, our own team, nothing we're wishing upon anyone. It just, it's a reality of the game that's played in football. And, and three is, you know, Neil, Neil Brown isn't producing, they end up a buy agreeing to a buyout. Um, we've talked about that pick game, and you know we'll have more discussions about Neil Brown later. Is it's not working out? They have an interim coach, and it's like okay, we know next year there's going to be a new regime, and we might as well see what Nico's capable of. Um, mm-hmm. So those are kind of the three situations, and you know it could be a combination of the three, it could be one or the other. So that's how I obviously see Nico coming in this year. Nico obviously from Chandler, Arizona. Four star when he was recruited, came. He actually committed to Florida State in early 2021. Decommitted a couple months later. Uh, decided to to change his commitment to uh, obviously West Virginia, and that is something to give Neil Brown some credit. He actually has been a great recruiter. He's he's brought people here. No doubt. Now, now winning yeah. with them and keeping them here. That's a different story for another time. But you know, it, there is something to be said to have this guy here. Definitely. The more pro style quarterback, the higher mm-hmm. ceiling. The the uh, if there's you know to be one of these guys that makes the NFL, it would probably be a Nico. Um, a lot more of that kind of quarterback type body and presence. What are your um, thoughts about Nico if we do see him this year, Ryan? 
So, so quickly, let's rewind to yep. when we got Nico and what it was June of 2021. I think people have forgotten how talented this guy is. I mean, mm-hmm. Florida State wanted him. Almost everybody wanted him or recruited him at some point. It, but there's only a certain amount of scholarships. So, uh, Florida State and, and the Mountaineers really moved forward and, and made him a priority. We just talked about how Garrett Green's not the sexy pick. He's the gamer, the veteran. Nico, the ball comes off Nico's, and he's a lefty, by the way. So that's that's unique in its own way. So yeah, I, I think you and I both like lefty quarterbacks, the Steve Youngs of the world uh, back in the oh, day. Yeah. So it always looks good when it comes off a lefty's hand. When it comes off Nico's hand, man, he's going to – if he gets in the right situation, and and we'll talk about that down the road, I I think that he could play at the next level one day. He's still very young, and like you said, he's the higher of the two with the ceiling. And honestly, if Neil Brown was probably in his first or second year, Nico probably would be the starter just because point. he would want to build his foundation. But Neil Brown's in a must-win year. And yeah. I think everybody just from watching the show knows that Rush and I are pro Garrett Green. We think he should be the starter because we we put an emphasis on experience, age, especially in this transfer portal NIL era where teams are 22, 23, 24 years old. But that doesn't mean we don't like Nico. We think Nico's got a chance to be a really good quarterback down the road, but it's different when you're a freshman and sophomore. I mean, you got to be an elite guy like Drake May to be able to contribute right away at the freshman and sophomore uh, level. Yeah, and it's oh, and you're absolutely correct with that. You two things can be true. We can believe that Garrett Green's going to be the starter this year and and should be the starter, and obviously because he's more seasoned. But that doesn't mean keeping Nico back isn't you know potentially the best thing for him. To he is the most pro style ready. He can absolutely be at that next level. And sometimes it's about you know sitting behind someone, letting him build you know a little maturity mm-hmm. and. And, you know, getting that, like, I'm ready to be out there, ready to be out there. I mean, we've, we've seen it time after time. I mean, uh, you know, with the Jeff Hosteller interview, I mean, I mean, I know this, you know, different, but is, you know, playing for the giants after six years, he sits down with his wife and it's like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done. And then next thing you know, um, Phil Sims goes down next week and he's like, okay, it's my turn. You never know when your time is ready. I, I can promise you this, Ryan. And I think you agree to some one way or another, Nico will see the field this year. Is yes. you know, even even the games where you know, hopefully it's us up by a lot, and you know, you put in the next round, and the next thing you know, Nico's like, all right, already, and just starts whipping it off, and then then you know, chatter start to happen. You know that that's a real thing. So for for him, there's nothing wrong you know with how he played in the spring game because that might be a little bit not that he played atrocious either but you could just see which one was more experienced mm-hmm. is using that as motivation to build to mature to learn sometimes learning from other people's mistakes is better than learning from your own mistakes right and now we can see him when when that he will get an opportunity he he will with how the talent he is be ready to go. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's how it happens for him. And maybe, you know, this is in a way the, the, the perfect storm um, for Nico. So obviously our, our, you know, we, we want the Mountaineers to win. We'll do whatever it, I don't care who's playing as long as we win type of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, right now our faith, and I, I think both you and I have a lot of faith in Garrett green and, and should absolutely be his job and look forward to what he can do. Um, 
come to uh, when he plays Penn State on NBC uh, to start the season. And, you know, we'll see how the war against Pennsylvania goes because that'll that'll be the big test we're talking about for Garrett Green. And then you could see something, hopefully not, obviously we don't want to go down this way, but see something potential with Nico in the sense where you get to a point in the season and then Nico feels like he has nothing to lose. And then that's when you see it go off. So a lot of situations can occur, Ryan. Yeah. And I'm glad, well, I'm not glad that you made this point, but it's a realistic point. Garrett Green's style of play, he's more injury prone because he uses his leg. He sacrifices his body. That's why he's able to play an impact winning at five foot 11. And I'm, and I'm not comparing Nico to Caleb Williams or Cade club, Nick at, at Clemson. Those like those are generational talents, as they say. But we saw it like with Oklahoma a couple years ago. Spencer Rattler struggled. He was the veteran. And then they went to a first spark with the young guy with Caleb Williams. Like I said, don't quote me and say I'm comparing Nico to Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah. Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick of the draft next year. He's not Caleb Williams. But Nico's a talented young quarterback. Maybe he, he gets a couple more reps. He starts playing better and better in practice. And, and I hope – if Nico does get the nod at some point, or maybe Nico wins a job in camp. I just hope it's not just because of how many stars he had in high school. I want the guy that earns it in August to lead this team into a happy Valley that first night. I think that's the most important thing. The locker room's on board. Um, and it's very clear in camp who should be the quarterback. And, and if there needs to be a change at some point in the middle of the year, then yeah, that, that, then, it, then that should happen. But Whoever's playing the best in practice Monday through Friday should play on Saturday. This is going to be an interesting year, man. Oh, just yeah. even from this dynamic just to starting, just man. all the dynamics. It's uh, we got plenty of content, Ryan. We got plenty of things to talk about all summer long. We thought, you know, summer supposed to be the off season. We're not, not for us, man. It's and everybody's got an opinion on this uh, topic too, by the way, of course. Um, you know, everyone has their sides and the truth somewhere in the middle. So mm-hmm. well, that's why they play the games, right? Hey everyone, Moneyline Mac from the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. As we wrap up year number one on the Ryan and Russ Show, we can't thank you enough for your loyalty and support. And as we transition into year number two, we need your help. We need you to get over there and subscribe. It takes 10 seconds out of your day and really helps out the show. The future is bright in West Virginia athletics, the Big 12, and of course, the Ryan and Russ Show. And we can't wait to be with you every step of the way bringing you the necessary content and information you need. So remember, subscribe, and let's go Mountaineers. Before we wrap up this show, two you know, big things going on. Uh, one, we got a great guest coming up. Um, I think the interview will be on Monday, Ryan, but we'll release the episode on Tuesday. Eric Stevenson's going to join the show. We recently had Keedy on. Great interview. And then, of course, check out our other interviews. They're created on a playlist on our YouTube, so you could just pop them and Keep listening through. We brought up Jeff Hosteller earlier, Jay Jacobs, of course, uh, Tallman um, have have had some really good interviews there. But also kind of to talk about more specifically with Eric Stevenson and the draft coming up is we know um, we should we should call them the uh, I know they're the Cleveland Charge, the G League for yeah. uh, the Cavaliers, but they really should be like the West Virginia Cleveland Charge because obviously with Gansey and there being the GM, uh, we, we've seen Culver uh, play for them, obviously Gabo Saboyan. Um, Keedy and Eric are getting uh tryout or um workouts with them as well. So even for obvious reasons, Eric is probably not going to get drafted. 
Unless, you know, crazier things have happened, of course, but that doesn't mean he's not going to get his opportunity. Now, when we've seen such developmental, um, the, how seriously developmental leagues are taken. Now we just saw the Miami heat with three or four undrafted players get to the NBA finals. So talking, we you know we're talking earlier about Nico. We'll get his chance. Eric will definitely get his chance and can't wait to interview them. So, you know, any thoughts about for those guys, obviously you you've been in the locker room with some of them, uh, Ryan, your, your thoughts is, is workouts come up for them. Yeah. I, I love Eric because everybody that knows my, uh, track record. I worked for Hugs and Frank. Eric played for Hugs and Frank. So looking forward to sitting down with him, just walking through the journey of playing for West Virginia, South Carolina, Wichita, and Washington. Uh, four schools in five years. He's a journeyman. And wherever he lands, he's got, he's playing for hall, hall, multiple Hall of Fame coaches. Um, he's going to contribute somewhere and help a team win. So, and like you said, with the Miami Heat, you had three guys in their in their core rotation that were not drafted. I, Caleb Martin was dropped by the the Charlotte Hornets like <laughs> the middle of the year, and then the year like all right, we'll take him and go to the finals with them. So, uh, and then Vincent and Struess as well. So it just takes an opportunity, and yeah. and, and you run that opportunity, and and yeah, I mean that that's all it takes. Foot in the door, and then uh, your job to do the rest. So yeah, looking forward to sitting down with Eric and seeing what his next steps are. He'll play in the summer league with some some facet, and that's mm-hmm. kind of his uh, foot in the door, like we're talking about. So, yeah, stay tuned uh, and go check out Kedron Johnson's episode and Jay Jacobs as well. Yeah, they're great episodes. Absolute blast doing this. And then Ryan, we end the episode with a major, major, major announcement. I'm actually because you're you were the deal maker in this, Ryan. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you, brother. Yeah, uh, so obviously we are Big 12 guys, um, West Virginia guys, and everybody knows your track record with BYU, your family, and in my time working, visiting all the different Big 12 towns. After July 4th, we are launching a new show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed, part of the college uh, experience, and it's going to be called the Big 12 College Experience, where we're going to be covering Big 12 football, basketball, baseball, golf, tennis, volleyball, I mean, you name the sport, uh, all year round, 365 days. Uh, and we'll definitely be covering a conference realignment. I can tell you that. So that, uh, we'll see what happens. Texas and Oklahoma are on the way out next year, obviously. And then, uh, we got the four newcomers coming in this year and then we'll see where we expand from there as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I speaking for, for both of us here that we're both really excited and Can't wait. Troy tuning as well. The DC Messiah, who has been a guest of the Ryan and Russ show uh, is the other co-host. So mm-hmm. make sure to check us out. Follow us on uh, all our social media platforms, Moneyline Mac and rambling rush. Um, and we'll, we'll uh, give you more details as we get closer to uh, July 4th, where we're uh, football media days are right around the corner. Yep. And and what's cool about this show that we're doing, Ryan with the big 12 is obviously this, the Ryan and Rush is West Virginia focus. You know, of course we talk big 12 as well, and it's Mm -hmm. more storylines, interviews, that sort of thing. What we're really, uh, and you know, the the big 12 show will have that, but it's definitely kind of more of the gambling side of things as being part of the sports gambling podcast network. So it's, you know, a lot of uh, times uh, it's coming up where, you know, you're with a couple buddies and you're like, Hey, I want to throw five bucks here. I want to make this game more interesting. Or so we'll be covering spreads, um, you know, Money lines, you know, hence money line yeah. Mac. And yeah. it, it will definitely explore that side a little more. So look forward to seeing you all on that platform. I'm sure we'll a couple dual shows will, will come up uh one way or another, but appreciate all the support so far. Um, 
really excited for for this summer and where things are going and uh hey let's go mountaineers